you know, he was Grammy nominated when he had to fight against Michelle Obama for the book on tape, you know? So now he's in a category with other poets and now we in it together. And so the part of the joy then becomes, you know, I want that Grammy first. He wants that Grammy first. The only thing that'll be like, if I can't win it first, damn, I'd be proud if he won it first. And at the same time, then we also go, what's the setup? If I win first and he wins next, then we win together with our group thing. And it becomes that mindset of how do we build, build, build and what matters most. And that's where he gets to take over a little bit and strategize, you know, where as I try to define what we're after, he tries to define how we get there in a way that makes everything work. Welcome to They Know Me Best, a podcast on friendship and how it impacts our lives told through interviews with real-life best friends. I'm your host, Elliot Darvick, and on today's episode, we have two poetry legends, Seku Andrews and Steve Connell. Whereas some friendships are truly just that, Seku and Steve have a friendship that weaves together professional collaboration, creative inspiration, and joyous competition. It's a chemistry that not only makes for a deeply bonded friendship, but artwork that has and will continue to change the world. With that, enjoy the show. A huge welcome to you both, Seiko and Steve. Just so wonderful to have you on the show. As far as introductions go, the friendship is the guest, and no one knows this friendship better than you. So, Seiko, if you wouldn't mind doing me the honor and introducing Steve however you'd like to introduce him, I would love that. And then Steve will certainly ask the same of you. So, <laughs> world... I would like to introduce you to Mr. <laughs> Stephenford Connell. Billingsworth Connell. Billingsworth. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> the third. Esquire. He Esquires. Uh, he it really, you just know, crack open a soda right in the middle of my introduction. Of you. See, this is exactly the problem, okay? This is what happens when you find somebody on the street, you clean them up, and you bring them into your life, okay? They don't always... <laughs> They don't always understand how to be high class, okay? We're trying to do business here, Steve, my all right? Bad, my bad, dog. My bad. I, th Damn. I was so thirsty. Damn. You know? I, I yeah, I know you're thirsty. That's why you became a friend with me. <laughs> That's right. That's why you became friends That's with it. me. That's it. All the way. Get me on their podcast. <laughs> That's all right. He was like, I want to know Elliot, and I have a, I'm putting together a 20-year plan. That's it. That I can get on to Elliot's That's podcast. It. Usually, okay, the where were we? Sozek. You see how this interview is going to go, right? I'm just letting you know right now. This is a this is the microcosm of how this whole experience is going to be. Steve, uh, Steve Connell is a professional spoken word poet. He is a, an actor. He is uh, a writer. He is uh, a playwright, a director. He is a public speaker. Mm. He is a filmographer. Oh. He is the the co-founder of Spoken Cinema uh -oh. that combines spoken word poetry with cinematic excellence oh. to inspire folks in the business world and beyond. Uh, he has been uh, a major player and a heavy hitter on the spoken word scene for uh, two de over two decades now. Um, and he is someone that I get to call one of my best friends in the world. I give you all Steve Connell. <sighs> Allow me to reintroduce. My name is Steve. Steve. That's right. And that that is important to know that my name means Steve Connell. Steve Connell. <laughs> um, one of our, one of our, uh, oh, I, do I? One of our bits. Yes. 
Well, I didn't, I didn't know if I, but one of our favorite bits in terms of uh, uh, is that, you know, Sekou Iyusi means, can I go into my introduction of him? Oh, please. Yeah, yeah. Yes. all you. Okay, now remember what I told you. Yes, right, right, right. right. You're very good. Get to the script. Right, right. you're a Grammy, got, Grammy got, nominated. I got among right. men, right? Right. right? Okay, right. Best person I know. Best person I know. Right. I, well, I'll just read the notes. Basically made me, yeah, yeah. Just, just, just stick just, to the script. Great, perfect. But the, uh, one of our favorite bits for the longest time was, you know, Sekou Iyusi Andrews warrior for black people whereas my name steve connell means steve, steve connell <laughs> and just that letdown that it is that there's no great um but Sekou lives up to his name and uh and and has extended it to be uh, a warrior for all people and so um the the grammy nominated world's leading poetic voice uh, a brand of speaking category that seamlessly blends uh, 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 inspirational speaking. Inspirational speaking with artistic content, correct? Spoken word poetry. Spoken word poetry. One of the best to ever do it. Um, as far as I'm concerned, uh, a great, a great man, great friend, great father, uh, and, and one of the best to ever blaze a mic or a pencil. Um, ladies and gentlemen, the uh, let me see, Grammy nominated, uh, uh, national, nationally two-time National Slam champion, right? Individual and team. Uh, uh, HBO deaf poet and world's leading poetic voice. The incomparable and incorrigible and <laughs> always a pleasure, even when he makes me miserable, Sekou Iyusi Andrews. Cuckoo. And father of Zolani. Damn right. Get that right. Two-year-old baby girl born with her fists up in victory. That's right. And that's... Uh, that's our that's our introduction. That's right. Thank you. <laughs> you did all right. I, I, got, I got notes. Yeah, I know I, you got, I got notes. I, I mean, got that's notes. that's I a notes. given. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Any hour long podcast will end with a two hour debrief where we'll listen back and say, "Cool, will help me understand what I could have done better." That's right. That's right. That's friendship. That's <laughs> friendship. Okay, what is your earliest memory of this friendship? Take me to that day. One of the things that's unique about us is that. The level of our friendship, there's a there's a direct corollary to the level of our professional partnership. And so trying to figure out the, right. the memory of when we first sort of were, were aware of each other and impacted with each other and, and conscious of like, yo, this dude versus when it became because there is there are there are, there are difference, right? The origin story of the partnership and the origin story of the best friendship, they're tied up in each other, but it's hard to sort of hmm. distinguish, right? Yeah. Where where one where one started. There was a day one though. There was a day one. There was so <laughs> I well, I'll tell you this. To Steve's point, um, you know, it started with the partnership. It started with the the respect for each other's art. I, I'd really just decided to call him friend when you asked me to do this podcast. Right, like, right. I didn't, you know what I mean? Like, I was just like, well, and, I guess he's finally made it to friend. And, you know and I mean? best is in quotes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Exactly. Um, but the partnership started, um, not even the partnership started. The first memory I have of this dude is... Um, Probably. Oh, can we cuss on this? You can be you. Don't, yeah. Don't get me in trouble. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> half Kelly and Darvick, half Mama, Mama Darvick out here. Like, yeah. why you got Seku up on my son's Shit. podcast cussing? PG 13, no more. Right. Um, so it was probably a good 25 years ago. Um, our home venue is the Poetry Lounge in LA. GPL. And we, um, I had been a regular there for a few years. 
Um, and you know, you go out, you you watch some poets, you 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 fellowship with your friends in the lobby. Um, you know, we had a spot in the kitchen of the of the uh, theater where it was the Greenway uh, Court Theater. We had some uh, we had this kitchen area where we would kind of convene and hang. And so if you got to the level of being worthy of giving, right. If, you yeah, know. yeah, it was like it was like the VIP lounge for the right. <laughs> for the poets. Right. right. That were regulars at the lounge. No first timers in the kitchen. Right. Um, and so they announced, you know, the, the last poet finished and they announced this cat, Steve Connell, coming up to the mic next. Right. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, I don't, I don't know who that is. Right. <laughs> um, and my and my homegirl was like, oh, trying to talk to me or whatever. So we went over and we were chit chatting and. Um, all of a sudden, five minutes later, or it was the Steve problem, so probably like 25 minutes later, <laughs> um, all of a sudden you heard this thunderous roar and like feet were stomping and people were cheering. And I was like, yo, what is going on? And my homegirl came in the kitchen. She was like, yo, you just missed it. This dude, Steve, just blazed it, just leveled the stage, right? And I was like, what? And I ran out and I missed him. So after that, I was checking for him. And um, every time I saw him, like, I was not only just, you know, amazed with the work and um, just had crazy respect for, like, his his pen, but also, like, as we got to know each other, there was just this, like, I, I love the way his, his dynamic on the stage was really similar to mine. Like, the way he used the full stage, his full vocal range, the theatrical elements, they were really similar to mine. And then as we began to do things together on slam teams, it was like the work ethic was like really similar to mine and our approach to the world and the way that the way that we saw the society and the way that we the things that we believed about humanity and the ways that we that, that we approached our art form, like all of these things were just leading me to a real kindred spirit. Um, and so we began to do more and more projects together you know we were on slam teams together and tours together and um after our second tour that was when we you know we just found ourselves loving to work with each other so much we were like yo let's formalize this uh as a sort of formal partnership and that's when we created what then was called our two-man one-man show (laughs) uh that was that eventually became our two-man spoken word play called the word begins Um, and then, you know, from there, it's just, it's just been countless projects together, but it was during that period of those slam teams, the poetry lounge, the tours that I think was really when our friendship was solidified and we were like, yo, I fucks with you. I want to, I want to, I want to roll with you for the, for the long haul. For me, I don't, you know, it's interesting because everything you just said obviously is, is entirely right. And, and just as I remember it, but also. (laughs) Especially the part about you leveling the stage. Oh, that part. I mean, I think there's, (laughs) you weren't hyperbolic enough with the, uh, with the the comments, the stage still to this day, there's just a sign next to the stage that said there used to be a stage here. Steve Steve obliterated. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, I remember everything he said in terms of it very quickly, you know, we were just as as spoken word, especially at the time, was sort of blowing up. Like there were those two years that were formative where we were on the slam teams together, which meant we were competing against each other and with each other and fighting, you know, to gladiator style to 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 be the last one standing. But the last one is also a team. So suddenly we're on, you know, we're competing in nationals and and you just understood really, I remember the the difference between that first year and that second year that first year was was like the all-star team right it was four individual solo beasts 
that that uh 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 all kind of came at it that way like yo i rock the mic i don't need rehearsal i don't need practice like y'all are lucky to you know hold my pencil and so but Sekou and i had this sense that and we came in like ninth right and the next year when we won the championship the difference was Sekou and i understanding there's something bigger here there's a there's there's a fellowship there's a community there's the opportunity to create group work and that that approach and that work ethic and that fight and that dog that say, yo, we, we want to come next year and win the championship and we'll do whatever it takes. And, and that that says everything, you know, in a lot of ways, especially because Sekou had won the national championship, uh, the individual national championship the year before, there was this sense of sacrifice, right, to say. I'm trying to, to 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 work for something bigger, and that's something that that to me, Ku has always sort of has been part of of who he is as far as leading the way with respect for for my success is your success and your success is mine, and we all come up together. And I think that's so and we did, by the way. We won in in oh, Chicago that go. year. There you go. We won in Chicago that year. Yeah, by the way. By yeah. The way. <laughs> um, which is there's your connection to Chicago That's earlier. Right. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. But I think that like so somewhere along the way, just it became commonplace to see Sekou at every event, and commonplace to think of when somebody put me in a position to say, "Yo, we need poets. Who's the best? You know, Sekou was always, you know." rising immediately into my mind and so like you know with declare yourself with norman lear that that first as soon as i booked that the secondary question there was an immediate sense of we need to bring in other poets and it started with the you know i said to norman lear i said the list starts with we got to get Sekou, and from there it, it expanded um but i would say that that to me those those sort of early memories of him are are uh, sort of hang as opposed to this one distinct moment magical thank you for sharing that and it's really great hearing it from both your perspectives you think about how the other person has grown over time what does that look like and you can answer that question however you want how have they grown as a poet how have they grown as a person or a father you know them best mm. how have they grown over time the thing about watching i mean now we're what 20 years you know we're, mm -hmm. we're i mean 2001 was 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 that first slam year mm -hmm. and uh so we're at like 20 years since the beginning and it's significant especially because i think so much and i don't even know you know like to some extent like when seku when i first met seku he was essentially emerging from being a, a hip hop artist um, into kind of becoming spoken word, right? And I remember through those two years at the lounge, like that was when I like claimed the mantle of poet. And now I, I'm so proud, like, you know, fight to the uh, fight to the life, the lyrical death of, of, of to, to, to represent for poets. But I remember there was a period where it was like, yo, I write poetry. But I'm I'm not worthy of saying, yo, I'm a poet. And somewhere in that process of devoting your life, like every every week, getting better, working in the lab, getting inspired, like pushing, 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 especially when there wasn't this sense of money. There wasn't it was just this respect for the word. And so I think that that commitment to becoming, 
you know, as he'll talk about the moment, like he became this full-time spoken word artist and giving our whole life to something that in some ways, you know, has always existed, right? Poetry and spoken word, but in also in some ways it's like, it's, it's fighting to become something known and understood. Uh, uh, and I think a big part of, of Sekou's growth over the years is, is mirroring the growth of, of the art form. And in that way, to, to be like a, like a MC in the late seventies, you know, uh, uh, where rap doesn't even exist yet, you know, and you're trying to articulate to people what it is you do, right? Like I'm an on beat word rhymer. I go to parties and, you know, I'm here for the DJ. I'm here for the DJ. Yeah. <laughs> and like to try to make sense of it, um, before the language for what it is existed. And I think that that's such a, a, a formative part of the growth you know, I see and say coup and the forces that I think have, have weathered that growth to become to say, how can I provide for the community? How can I eat off this? How can I, I have a family that eats off this? How can I create stability and security with an art form that is still being uh, uh, being looked looked down on or looked over because there isn't an understanding of how powerful it can it can be. And so watching that, that fight within himself, within our friendship, within the community to, to become a, a, and, and along the way to get married and to have a baby and the process, the fight to have a baby. And it's just been, it's just been remarkable. And to see the, the significant growth on every level as a businessman, as a friend, as a father, as a community leader, and all of those things are true. And I can't tell sometimes which which is the machete, if you will, that's cutting the path through the forest. And I think at times it's like he's got those different blades and sometimes the father knows the way best and sometimes the poet knows the way best and sometimes he leads with his brain or his heart. But that kind of growth to me is, is remarkable and, and he's just getting bigger in that sense. So, so it's, it's kind of exciting to watch. I have such a strong visual um, just hearing you say that and it's, it's how does the warrior grow? And the warrior grows through struggle. Yeah, and it's interesting to hear you talk about Seiku's growth as inextricably tied with the growth of the art form. One must grow for the other to grow, or perhaps that's you know how uh, Seiku has framed it, and that's how you see it. Um, but I really appreciate hearing it uh, from that perspective. And just in that, before before Seiku takes the mic, what you just said is also I think articulates one must grow for the other to grow. Right. And you're talking about Seiko in relation to the art form, but it also it's as much the case with us and finding the space to let each other grow as men, as partners, as artists within the art form. And I think the way you just said it, it you could have been talking about me and Seiko as well in that way. Yeah. Yeah, it's. uh It's it's interesting. I mean, you know, we're talking about 20 years, so. There's a there's myriad of ways that <laughs> growth has happened, <laughs> just just in you know the the natural evolution of of our uh, of our development and and cultivation of ourselves as human beings, um, and getting wiser and getting older and getting getting stronger in a lot of ways, and, and um, I think all of that has happened, and we've been side by side watching it in each other. One of the ways that I can specifically think of with Steve's growth 
that I've been privy to witness is just as as a, a businessman, you know, um, because I I was I've always been part artist, part entrepreneur, mm -hmm. and so that's been a big um, <clears throat> a big reason behind a lot of the success that I've been able to have, you know, because artists typically are very unfocused, scattered you know, all right brain, all creativity, all, you know, that's why you typically have that artist talent, art, artist uh, manager model, right? Where the artist is just like, I'm going to go play in the studio all day and just be creative. And the manager's like, I'm going to make the deals, you know, <laughs> because typically a lot of times artists don't have that, uh, you know, that ability to work both sides of those brains effectively. Um, and I have always had a bit more of that, but in, in having that, I've, I've always been surrounded by artists that didn't, right? And then add in the fact that I went with spoken word poetry uh, over <laughs> hip hop, over acting, over all these other pursuits that have these multi-billion dollar industries and infrastructures that have all of those resources and supporting factors. I, I went into the wild west, right? Just into the middle of the you know, uncharted forest and said, I'm going to try to figure out how to make something of spoken word and to help uh, create and pioneer an industry here. So it has taken as much of my left brain, as much of my business skills, as much of my entrepreneurship as it has my creativity and artistry. Um, and so there have been plenty of times where Steve and I in our, in our friendship and in our partnership have just been in different places mentally in terms of our relationship to our art, our vision, our focus, our, you know, all of those things. And at times it has resulted in, you know, brilliance where we're just, um, you know, two sides of the same coin coming at it from different perspectives. And it's like, yo, we're better for it. And other times where we've clashed because of it. Right. And we haven't been on the same plane and it's been more frustrating and so forth. Um, but it's been really dope to just watch. Like, and so I, you know, I'll say like, I've, you know, told Steve plenty of times, like he has been much more the artist artist, you know what I mean? And so he has, there've been plenty of conversations and it, you have to remember, like, I'm not a business school graduate, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? I don't have an MBA. <laughs> so a lot of times when I'm trying to articulate something to him coming from this business mind that hasn't had any kind of formal cultivation or education, I haven't been able necessarily to articulate it. It's just been like my gut is saying, this is the thing to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is the route to success. This is the way, like lots of other options. And I see a lot of other artists and poets and so forth doing it this way, but something is saying this is the right thing to do. Um, and so it's been tough to communicate that at times, especially when he's just being dope. You know what I mean? Like, he's just like, yo, I want to do, and he does, like so many artists, he does a lot of things really dope. Right. And so I feel like there has been this, this seesaw, if you will, or this, uh, this dance that we've done over the years where at times Steve's just uh, immense talent and creativity and dopeness has led the way, led me led led us into some, into a, a, a particular project created an opportunity um and i've been inspired by his brilliance right like he's you know he he literally just walked into my office right now and he was just like you know what are these books that are on the table um you know and i was like oh these are like you know books of some of my my, my poet peers that 
I just use for inspiration when I'm when I'm writing or when I'm going and trying to be creative, whatever. And like, you know, one of the top of the piles is Steve's book right here, Better Bound. You know what I mean? Like, like this dude is my go to is one of my go to's for how to be doper. You know what I mean? Um, and so and then there have been other times when we've needed the focus, we've needed the drive, we've needed the strategy, we've needed the discipline, discipline. we've needed the, you know what I mean? The, and that, and so then I feel like I was his go-to, right? And he was leaning on me for that. And so I feel like that's also what has helped us both grow in both our partnership and our friendship is that, you know, not even an opposite to track, but us playing to our strengths while, you know, we, we both, uh, we, we both share, so we're so similar. Like we're so, so similar, like it's crazy, you know? <laughs> but then there are times that Steve is like the extreme version of me and I'm the extreme version of him, you know what I mean? And so we go like, all right, well, this is where my sacredness or my Steveness is getting in our way. So I'm gonna lean on what you bring to the table. Um, but I think at the end of the day, we always find ourselves back in the same place in the same direction um, with the same aspirations and dreams and, and, and beliefs about what we can what we can build and what we can build together um, so it's just been dope to really watch him grow just on the entrepreneurship side and the business side starting spoken cinema like you know cr creating his own team like you know getting his getting his business game up getting his revenue up getting you know like st stabilizing himself in all these ways where it's like yo like watching another poet hold their own mm -hmm. you know yeah it's it's interesting thank you sir the uh, you know like the, the the image of the sound wave uh, where it kind of comes together goes apart comes together goes apart and you, you know the longer you live the more you recognize this pattern of growth that is apart and together apart and together and that sometimes it's happening simultaneously and in the moment when it feels like we're growing apart that's just the lo the, the long way back together um, which means. They're, they're both hold space. And I think that's what's fascinating. And then over 20 years and, and, and you know, we just had a, a close friend hit 100. So the idea of 20 becomes 40 becomes 60. Let's let's see how we go. I mean, we, you know, mm -hmm. with, we're trying to get to 250. I think the, right. you know, yeah. the, the uh, but but what's fascinating then is I think when we first met, we met as solo artists, right? So we were apart. Then we found our way together. And in a lot of ways, then there was that question of, do we have to sacrifice our solo work to become this, this partnership? And in some ways, I think what ultimately, in a lot of what Sekou's talking was there, there needed to be space after that, after the partnership to, to work again and, uh, and reinforce these solo theories and principles and beliefs and test things out and see, can I stand on my own feet? And that's some of where the friendship gets stronger is because I never felt, even though it's like, without even knowing it, we, we in a lot of ways stopped working together for, you know, close to a decade. Yeah. And yet never felt or rarely felt like when I look back at that, I'm sure there were moments, especially at the beginning, as we started to separate a little bit where, 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 like you said, the gut moved us apart, even if we couldn't articulate it properly. So there might've been moments of like, I feel that absence, but over, like, as I look back, and I, and I sit here now with them, I feel how close we are and how we always sort of, even in that distance, held closeness. And now I can see, you know, where, where before we sort of fought, right? There was this mindset that like, because there is so much that is similar, it's so easy to get lost in. We're both dope poets. That's the beginning and the end. 
but then the expansion to really be able to see how much more, like the complexity and the nuance that goes into what makes him one of the dopest poets and what makes me. And so that's fascinating too, because then part of that growth now as we come back together is to say, yo, I learned a lot while, while we've been apart and I can't wait to see how that allows us to now hold, there's now enough space for, for all three of it. You know, mm-hmm. the, the, the man that is Sekou, the man that is Steve and the partnership and all three of those can live side by side by side. And that, that to me is also part of that growth is because he had, we had to go away to crack it. But now I think there's something that says now we got both the art and the business and the wisdom of, of why it matters. Why? Cause for a long time, that was what the world was saying is why, why is poetry important? Why is language so key? And I think we knew it. But now the ability to to say it and show it and let the work speak. You know, one of the, and I'm, I'm only a couple episodes in, but one of the joys of these um, conversations for me is I feel like I find a little piece of what makes friendship great with every episode and it's different. And what I'm hearing here is often when we think about a best friend, perhaps there's this idea like there's just this unbroken presence we have in each other's life, right? And we're always talking. And um, I think what you've just given permission for so many people out there that perhaps haven't spoken to what is truly a best friend in years. And it gives them inspiration and hope that you do come back together and it's even better. And there's just this idea that sometimes best friendship actually can have a decade apart. And I want the show to inspire people to reconnect with their own best friends and sitting here listening to what you have meant to each other over a lifetime. To me, it's inspiration, right? Right. To say, if you do not have a friendship like this yet, go out there and figure out how to make it happen. Or if you did have a friendship like this, don't let go, look what it becomes. So, and I think that that space doesn't have to mean distance, you know, distance means distance, but sure. You can, you can sit side by side, you know, and yet create space to be worlds apart. And it can be like, yo, what did you learn today? What did you experience today? And, you know, again, I think there is something that when it's happening initially, it feels like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get away from you. But the reality more and more is I'm trying to get closer to me. And that might require me to get, get away from you. And let's see what happens as a result. You know, I love that. You know, do you have shared goals? You've kind of the the wave has come back together. Um, what are the shared goals that this friendship has in the future? I'd love to hear them stated here. Well, we definitely um, have the goal of rekindling our creative partnership mm-hmm. um, and and just building on it. Um, you know, we just started to get active and formal. Um, and strategic with that over the past year. And it's been more challenging um, now than it was, you know, because we've grown and, you know, we have <laughs> growth and success and all of that. You know what I mean? It's like the same way that, you know, having this little girl makes things a little harder now for all these other types of projects because I'm focused on her. And, 
and relationships that we both have, you know, they pull from you and, and yeah, our careers. Still, and our... He still has sleepless nights, only now he's not up all night writing. Exactly. <laughs> he's up all night holding the family together. Exactly, <laughs> you know. Um, so we don't have the luxury of time that we did when it's like, yo, what you doing today? Cool. What you doing tomorrow? Cool. <laughs> what about the next day? Cool. I'll be there. I'll be you know there. Let's hang out. You know, and now it's like, uh, so look, have your assistant call my assistant. And I'm thinking sometime in 2023, Let's go be friends, you know. <laughs> but um, but loosely, like let's check in. That's right. Let's late, check in late twenty twenty two. You know, we'll to make sure we're still on track for that. Um. So yeah, like it's it is it comes with its challenges now. But you know, we just sat back and um did a writing retreat for uh, a podcast that we're planning on doing together. Um, we just recorded our first filmed poem that we've done in in at least a decade. Um, that we're getting ready to release later this year, or beginning of next year. Um, we're just sitting back and looking at, you know, I'm, I'm getting ready to do my big um, 20th anniversary event, which was supposed to be this year, which is now being pushed back lightning machine. to next year, right? The lightning machine. Um, and so uh, Steve is coming on with me to, to support that project. And we just got a lot of stuff that we're sitting back now and, and, and starting to um, gravitate back towards each other, look at each other and be like, yo, let's get back into orbit together um, on, on some of these projects and look at where it is that we can, um, you know what I mean? Voltron this shit. Yeah. And like, yeah. And like make, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like make something bigger and shit. So I think that's definitely some of the shared goals that we have is just professionally now. Like it's interesting because, you know, you heard that the initial stories were, well, the friendship started with the professional relationship, right? It started with the poetry relationship. And that's what created and gave space for the friendship. And then the friendship ended up sort of taking over and the poet poetry professional relationship sort of took a back seat as we began working and building other projects and so forth. And now we're sort of sitting back and saying, all right, let's get that professional poetry relationship back in. And in some ways that the ability now to say it has to be both, right? I think that's the thing is to have the partnership that is like, the greatest in any field, the greatest athletes, the greatest, like whatever the highest level of this is, we want that. And I think on some level, and some of that is inventing it and some of it is claiming it, but but I think there is a spot that said, like you said, started with the, with the professional, it became the friendship. And now the idea is it has to be both. Yeah. And, and that, you know, again, if, the, if, the, if this great idea that is, that is a great work concept diminishes the personhood, we don't want that. So how do how do how do we thrive in a way that says, "Yo, Zolani's as important to me as she is to you, because she's that important to you, and that's how important you are to me." And it becomes then this: we take that on, and I think that that so that to me is really exciting to to recognize. Oh, we needed to let the friendship be as important if we're going to do what we really think we want to do. And I think now that's the thing is to say. Now let's put it all, you know, it's like the beginning of stand by me where they empty out their pockets because they're going on a road trip. And it's like, this is what I got. And what I got plus what you got is what we got. And now we're in a, we're in a place to do that. And some of that is wisdom. And some of that is the experience of like him having uh, a, a daughter and that process. And who's me, Zolani, by the way, who's Zolani, by the way, and me, <laughs> just and, in case, in case anybody out there is not on my social media, and you're like, why is he, what the hell is a Zolani? Why is he talking about that? And, uh, and, and, you know, in some ways in the growth, like that I'm experiencing, like with my father as he's aging and my family unit and, and 
the energy that's going into me sort of taking care of and providing for them and figuring that out and how to make sure everybody's got to eat and eat well. Um, and there's this line that came to my mind earlier from the Jay-Z, uh, 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 Beyonce, uh, uh, the Carters. And it was like, uh, we measure success by who's successful next to you. Everybody's, uh, we over here, we say you broke if everybody's broke except for you. Right. Uh, we hear you say you're successful if everybody's successful next to you, something yeah. like that. So, and that idea yeah. that says, yo, I don't just want to be rich. I want us all rich. Yeah. I can't be successful alone. And I think that's the thing now for the two of us is to say, you know, there's this something like um, uh, I'm a big NBA cat. And so one of the things I love in terms of when these these great athletes you know, they get together and they and they learn from each other and they and whether that's business or whether that's learning how to how to handle the, the media or handle, you know, how you do that spin move, how you do that, that crossover. But what's fascinating is then there is this individual success and this group goal. And so like to see like LeBron and AD, where it's like, yo, together, we want to win a championship. But one of us should be trying to win MVP. And it becomes every night, oh, you got 40, then I'm going to get 50. Oh, you you got the final. Like there becomes this, this co not competitive in a way, but a, a joyful pushing of the other to say, let's see how great you can be. And to reframe it in a way that says your greatness doesn't have to diminish or take away from my greatness. And what if not only that, but the opposite is true, that investing in and supporting your greatness elevates and creates space for my own and then we all win together and you know he was grammy nominated when he had to fight against michelle obama for the book on tape you know so now he's in a category with other poets and now we in it together and so the part of the joy then becomes am i, I you know i want that grammy first he wants that grammy first the only thing that'll be like if i can't win it first damn i'd be proud if he won it first and at the same time then we also go What's the setup? If I win first and he wins next, then we win together with our group thing. And it becomes that mindset of how do we build, build, build and what matters most. And that's where he gets to take over a little bit and strategize, you know, where as I try to define what we're after, he tries to define how we get there in a way that makes everything work. So that's when you right. talk about the, the, you know, the friendship and the professional and, and, and nurturing both. It just makes me laugh because like literally today is the embodiment of that. Like we are connecting to do this podcast. And then we said, we're going to sit back and meet. We've been trying to meet up, you know, schedules, calendars of giants, you know, um, constantly conflicting. And then we haven't been able to meet because one of us is traveling and blah, blah, blah. So we were like, all right, we're in town. Let's meet up. Let's, let's talk shop for like four hours. And then we're going to punch the clock. I'm going to go put my daughter down to bed. And then we're going to go out to eat and have some drinks and we're going to catch up on life and family and like be in play mode and friend mode and might finish up the night with like a late night movie or something, you know what I mean? Old <laughs> like school like style, Times Square, you know baby. I mean? like, take, Predator. You know what I mean? Take it back to how we did it when we didn't have empires that we were running, you know what I mean? And just like, you got to be intentional about nurturing both. And I think that's what today is sort of embodiment of. Yeah. I'm so lucky to bear witness to it. So thank you. Oh, yeah. Thank you, man. I want to end here. Years from now, you're going to listen to this. Seku, what message do you want to make sure Steve hears? And Steve, same question back to you. Seku's going to listen to this decades from now. What do you want to make sure he hears from you? Um, you are enough, Steve. Oh, thank you. You are. Uh, years from now, 
years from now. You were my greatest inspiration. That's right. You were the one that made it possible. You you wrote all my best work. You read the script. (laughs) See, I told you, if you just stick with me, kid, I'm going to learn you, okay? Learn me. I'm going to learn you. Uh, Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think the thing that I would probably want Steve to hear. How, how old is he now? How, how, how many decades we're talking about? How old is he when he's this? We're doing at least three decades into the future. At least three decades into the future. Yeah. Well, you made it, Steve. Huh? There Congratulations for that. Woo! <laughs> I didn't, you know what I mean? There were times. I, I'd have lost that bet, you know, but uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I think the biggest message that I would want him to hear is that the, the person that you are and have been all this time is where the world has gone. That the world over the past 30 years has consistently been trying to catch up, that humanity has been trying to catch up to the kind of person that you are. So be be grateful and be proud of who you've been over this lifetime um, because you have been the kind of person that has been the North Star for how humanity should be, how people should be to each other, how they should care for each other, how how they should uh, relate to each other, how they should love each other. Um, so be proud of that and and stand firm in that as part of the legacy that you leave to this world. Um, and uh, don't forget who made you, boy. Okay? <laughs> I'll still be carrying your luggage at that time. Damn right. Um, you know, it's interesting because the, the as Sekou was saying that, and I'm not sure if he's referencing it directly or, or not, but early on when, uh, uh, you know, we were at the beginning and we were writing for Declare Yourself and we were we were sort of figuring out as as men and 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 like, the you know, the Bush Gore election had just had, had just happened. Right. And the sense of democracy was robbed. How, how quaint and cute that looks from from <laughs> yeah, here. Exactly. You know, to go the good old days. Yeah, what you're talking about, yeah right? exactly. <laughs> um, um, when that was the most terrifying thing, uh, you know, attacking our democracy, and we were, you know, grappling with how to inspire people to vote and what moves people, and you know, we grapple in and and as I grappled with this affront on democracy, which left me shook because it was the first time. He he responded as a, as a black man and said, "Yo, this is this is nothing new to me, right? Like like we've been dealing with this kind of robbery." and assaults on our freedoms and our values for a long time and the language in the in the in the line was some the degree of i i live in the world as it should be and he lives in the world as it is and so to the degree that he may or may not have been referencing that it it made me think of that and so if as he says that to say because back then it was almost like an insult there was a way in the poem he didn't mean it's an insult to me but to the kind of thinking that says things seem good to me makes it easy to 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 say to the rest of the world why are you acting like things are bad things are wonderful everybody loves each other everybody and so 
so the idea to be 30 years from now or 100 years from now that 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 north star then what i would say back to say is if that's the journey we've taken then he's the one that got us there you know in a lot of ways the work he did even starting then to to make it clear to me i ain't shaming you but i'm making it clear like it's easier for you right now. In this perspective, it's easier for you because you're not thinking about the things that I think about when I think about the world. You know, it, it didn't, it never mattered to me in a conscious way. You know, when we would talk about having a business, it was clear to say, cool, well, ha- if it's going to be a black owned business, if we're partners, there has to be a commitment on your part to to having a company that is largely representative of a black owned business, that there are people who aren't white. And it never it was always understood that, you know, that would happen, but it never it wasn't a guiding principle until I met Sekou. And now I couldn't see it any other way. You know, in some ways, whether or not I'm ever blessed to really get the, the sort of we ever have a formal partnership to the way where we have a you know, an undeniable, this is our business, this is our company's co-productions. Like, whatever to whatever degree I have a business, it will be forever uh, altered and influenced because of him. And it will be in a way that says, I hope this makes Sekou proud. And so when I think of this idea of people traveling a long distance and looking up at this North Star, he's the dude on the ship who's guiding the way who's saying I'm gonna get us there. And, and that I feel has been such a such a such a clear indication of a lot of how he's been for so many in the community and so many, you know, in the audience to understand how we get to this place. And our words and our actions merge together, where it's not just talking about what we're going to do or doing what we don't have the ability to articulate. It's the perfect synergy of both. Um, and, you know, he and I always talked about, uh, uh, you know, he has this poem that, that has sort of been at least uh, tattooed uh, onto, our, onto our psyche, onto our brain. And, and he had this poem early on, one of his big hits, and it was, uh, <laughs> I said 95 was my year. And for, for so long, right, and this was in 2001, I said 95 was my year right. and it speaks and don't forget the follow-up line was i guess i was full of shit yeah <laughs> and 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 he says that you know like every year that lied to me right and mm-hmm. that idea of we stay there and say this is the year 95 baby 2002 baby 2022 and so now every year to some extent is 95 and i think when i again the, the last thing i would say is whenever we look back I don't know which year is 95. I don't know to what degree we've had parted a little bit of 95, but but I know at some point, 30 years from now, we're listening to this, we're gonna be able to crack open an inappropriate soda can, but probably be a little mar- little tequila in it. And, and, we will, and we will be able to say, yo, 2031 was 95. Mm-hmm. 2026, that was 95. 2023, that was 95. We did it, we did it. Thank you so much. This is just a, uh, I'll just say it. I think to know a friendship like this exists on earth that is, has so much to give back still, both just to each other, but to all of us, that gives me a lot of hope. So yeah, thank you so much, truly. Thank you. This is a joy. Yeah. It's a joy. I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. 
If you'd like to see and hear more of Seiku and Steve's work, you can visit SeikuAndrews.com or SteveConnellCreates.com. As you heard here, keep your ears out for more collaborations between the two of them in the future. See you next time.